It is the 200 level episode 167 as of yet untitled. We're getting ready for the second half. Gotta admit the nerves, they're building up. Illinois looking okay. Iowa looking okay. That was a great first half. Back and forth. No team led by more than, I think, four points was the biggest margin. Iowa DeSumo has been terrific. 21 points. Trent Frazier, terrific. 12 points. Great defense as well. Jacob Grandison, continuing to grow in his role. Andre Crabello, some good energy minutes. But also some bad news. Kofi, Georgie, BBV. Ugh, not doing so good down low for Illinois. Yes, we did see BBV for the first time against the number seven team in the country. DeMonte, not a whole lot in terms of offense, though some good energy minutes on defense. And this sets up nicely, I think, for a second half where Iowa has been shooting pretty well from three. Illinois has not been. I guess you got your second three of the half with Trent's prayer at the end of it. What a way to end it. But you got to be feeling pretty good at this point. Now, as you listen to this, you already know the outcome. So this is always one of those weird parts of the podcast where I'm talking about the first half, which is a distant memory by this point. But at this moment, things are feeling okay. You're the home team. Fans are not. You are the home team. You played well in the first half. You maintained your focus throughout. And I think Illinois came to play. And I thought if they did that tonight, they would win this game. And I hope that bears to be true as the second half gets rolling here. Before we get too deep into this and bring on Trevor and Isaac Ambrose, got to remind you, the 200 level is brought to you by DP Doe online at dpdoe.com. And you can use coupon code Mike for $5 calzones at dpdoe.com. Custom zones with any topping you want. Some of their favorites like the Maui Wowie or the Buffer Zone, and they deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana. Coupon code Mike for $5 calzones at dpdoe.com. Fourth and Kirby online at fourthandkirby.com. Maybe you're wearing your new lucky shirt from Fourth and Kirby. If you don't have one, you should get one for 10% off using coupon code 200 level or the 200 level at fourthandkirby.com. We're talking vintage inspired t-shirts and crew neck sweatshirts. I got a few of them. I got one of them on right now. And so far, so good. So go to fourthandkirby.com. Use coupon code 200 level at fourthandkirby.com. And finally, State Farm Agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. Life, auto, home, business, renters, you name it. Brian took care of us with our homeowners and auto package. State Farm prices, but also great personalized service from Brian and his staff. They have your East Central Illinois interest at heart. They've lived here their entire lives. So go to State Farm Agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. Got to thank uh, the Illini Inquirer and the Champagne Showers Podcast Network partners with the 200 level. And if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, give us a quick rating and maybe even a review. It helps us move up the search engine for whenever someone's looking for an Illini podcast. It is time to welcome on Trevor Belise and Isaac Ambrose, and we're about to get underway here, guys. I think we're actually set up for once on our uh, game feeds as we're about to get underway with the second half. But first half in a nutshell, Trevor, I want to start with you. And I think we all felt pretty good coming into this game. But after that first half is over, uh, what has you feeling the most confident? First of all, hey, guys. Hey, dude. Long time no talk. I know. It's been way too long. (laughs) It's been way too long. But I I got back into game mode today, obviously, and it's a big game. So I started getting those little, you know, jitters before the game. But it had been so long. I mean, I guess 10 days isn't that long. But, I mean, it feels like weeks ago that that Penn State game happened. And then before that was the Ohio State game. And I guess that was two weekends ago. Man. I don't like 10-day layoffs in the middle of the season. I prefer to play. Anyways, um, the first half, I would say if there's one thing that's worrying me just a little bit, it's that Iowa's role players that don't always hit are hitting. 
Now, on the other side, Bohannon's got no points, and that's big. But I don't love to see freaking McCaffrey with 10 or 12 <laughs> or whatever he's got and yeah. Keegan Murray contributing. That, that worries me just a little bit um, because, you know, one of the keys to the game was let Garza get his, which he's always going to do because he's a stud, but try to stop the third and fourth and fifth options. So the fact that you've kind of let those guys, you know, contribute is a little bit worrisome. But on the other end, how about Trent's first half? I mean, I think he had more layups in that first half than he's had all year. He definitely and has. when he adds that facet to his game, it's it just, even if he misses some of them, I just think it adds another dimension when you've got either Adam or Trent with an ability other than the, the three-point shooter. Because I think if either of those guys can drive to the rim... It just adds another element to that offense where, you know, you're looking for that third option so much and Kofi's in foul trouble and Io's totally getting his. So who's that other guy who's going to step up? And in the first half, it was Trent all the way. You know, and it's a completely different team when Trent's playing at that level because Kofi had one of his worst halves of the season and it didn't matter. You had Trent playing at that level. And uh, Isaac, as you get ready for the second half here, we are about to get underway. What is the next guy you're looking for to have a good performance? Because so far we can say Trent, Io, Jacob Grandison, and I'm going to throw Curbelo in there as well, uh, an energy guy for sure. But who's the guy that needs to step up that had a bad first half? Other than, let me rephrase that, Kofi's the obvious answer. But uh, what maybe role player are you looking towards the second half? It'd be nice if Adam Miller played well. I mean, I don't think he scored. Um, and if you could get some threes from him, that could probably negate a few random threes from Iowa's role players. And there's just so many different factors in this game. Like, yeah, Garza missed a handful of shots, but then there are other guys that don't usually score, like Connor McCaffrey had points. And yeah, Kofi played too. Trent also played a lot better this half. Um, so a lot of different things kind of went into that. But it, it's so nice to be back. And this brings me back to last January, February, March, where it was like every night we had big blockbuster games like this. So it's just so nice to be back on national TV. And uh, hopefully, hopefully this time next year, State Farm Center will be sold out again. We are underway in the second half, inbound from Grandison to Trent Frazier, the same starting five as we saw in the first half. And we'll see how this gets underway. This is this is big, guys. Essentially, as we've often joked about Trevor, hey, all you got to do is just get outscored by one, and you still win the game. Doing a little bit of arithmetic. <laughs> hey, good start here, though. We feed Kofi, and he gets a nice layup to start the second half, 45-41. And Trevor, if we're to really simplify things, if Kofi gets going the second half, not only do I like Illinois' chances, I love them. First of all, that may have been one of my favorite, and we had many of them, uh, Tay and Carpisms was the simple math game of, <laughs> you know, if you're up two at half, all you got to do is win by one, and you win the game. Um, no, definitely Kofi getting going would be huge. I just think a strong start to the second half because you're already on a 5-0 run going into the second half here. And you got a strong and start to this half here. you're with on the, an 8-0 yeah. run. Trent Frazier with a three-pointer, so now it is a 48-41 Illinois lead. That's scoring. huge. It is huge. And, and here's the thing about that too, guys, is that Trent had passed up a three initially, was trying to drive it baseline against Garza, and then about 10 seconds later in the shot clock, he was open uh, in that far corner. Garza taking underneath and up, and it is good. So it's 48-43. And he's going to get his, but you know, Isaac, he was 6 for 13. I don't know where that pass is going from Io. Out of bounds with 18-41. But Isaac, Garza was 6 for 13 in the first half. And, it, you know, it's weird considering the fact that I didn't feel like Kofi and Georgie were all that great defensively, and yet he wasn't a... 
I don't know if it's good news or bad news that Garza wasn't so efficient in the first half, feeling like the deluge is about to come. Well, yeah, he was definitely missing a lot of shots that he normally makes. But again, like I said, other guys were making shots they don't usually make, so it kind of equaled each other out. But he's going to get his. Oh, Bohannon got one of his own. Gosh. 48-46. But... I think a lot of that was just him missing. I mean, he missed a free throw. He rarely misses free throws. So something something about these rims in Champagne. It's funny because we'll talk a ton about how awesome Iowa's offense is. And it is great, but so many of their plays, you just dump it down to Garza and he just is so tall and lengthy, drops it in the hoop. You know, it is kind of funny for a team as offensively good as Iowa and the shooting has a lot to do with it. But you're right. There's a lot of possessions where they just dump it down and just let him do his thing. And he's that good where more often than not, he's going to score. We have a two-point Illinois lead with 17.30 to go. Adam Miller with a three. That is a little bit strong. Kofi with the board trying to take it up. He does, and he does get fouled. Now, I think that's three on Garza, if I got my count right. Garza is to a level of good where like I literally have a hard time ever getting mad when he does something. I, agree. I know, Isaac, you mentioned that too. But like he is just on another plane to where like I don't think I can ever be like, God damn it. Other than just, you know, damn it, he's so good. That, that's all it is. That, that's pretty that's much it. Yeah. Isaac, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, yeah, I said that in the text thread, guys. Like, I, was, I found myself getting upset at Kofi because he, you know, missed a layup and then Garza easily scored on him. And then I'm like, wait, this is the best <laughs> player in college basketball. It's the what he second does. coming of Dirk Nowitzki. And um, I just, you got to accept it sometimes. All right, Garza takes a seat with 1730 Three to go. is huge, though. He's going to sit down for a while. Well, and Kofi has one, correct? Or did he get a second? Two. He, he, that's right. He sat down the last four or five minutes of the he, first half. He, and he makes both free throws. Look at this. So we yeah, got a 4.01. He got, he one got one. two, and uh, yeah, he got two, and then Georgie sucked, so you had to put in uh, <laughs> Benjamin. Yeah, we'll, we'll maybe get to Benjamin Bosnan's Verdonk's uh, uh, debut in a little bit. Right now, it's 17.15 to go in this half. Bohannon trying to make something happen, takes it to the rim. It is a foul on the floor, though, so I think Iowa will take it out of bounds. One foul on each team. And you don't want to see Bohannon get going, Trevor. Zero points again in the first half. And out of all of the sort of faceless white guys that can shoot on Iowa, that's the one that scares me the most. Not Weiskamp, not McCaffrey, despite the first half he had. If Bohannon gets going, then it really changes the complexion of the game. Yep, and he's the one that's prone to making the most ridiculous shots as well. He is always hitting these circus shots. Um, and so not only is he probably the most dangerous three-point shooter other than Wieskamp, but he's also the best at making the shots that will annoy you the most. Um, and so obviously, again, it, it's a slight bit of a um, an asterisk by saying you you shut him down because you've allowed guys like McCaffrey to get season highs in points so far, but still... When Bohannon doesn't score much, Iowa is not as good of a team. So Grandison again. Hold him to under. Yeah. Yeah, Grandison again disrupts on defense. Illinois gets the ball, but unfortunately can't convert on the other end as Iowa shortened the layup. So we got 50 to 46, Illinois with the lead. 16.45 to go. Okay, I need to get this all straight because, oh boy, who's this number two guy? Of course, oh God, I thought that was in for the three. It is not. Nunji, that's right. 16.35 to go, Illinois with the ball. Iowa not shooting particularly well right now. Illinois a chance to extend this lead. Kofi draws the foul. And what we're seeing here, Isaac, is a complete 180 from the first half. But I got to say, even though there weren't many fouls called in the first half, 
I don't think it's like the officials are calling it close here so far in the second half. I think these have all been legit fouls. So I'm not yet worried about officiating hijacking this game. I, I think it gets a lot more annoying when it comes down the stretch and it just seems like they're calling everything that's really touchy. And the first half, the first half was fun. It was back and forth. I didn't, I don't think they really called much, but, um, McCaffrey oh blocks. Gosh. Was that McCaffrey gets the block on IO? I can't, I can't do yeah. that much longer. Oh God. This is no, Bohan. I will, I will throw in one thing. Go ahead. Oh, well, okay. So we have Iowa. I thought they had stepped out of bounds, but they did not. Taking a baseline, they kick it out, and that is a turnover on Iowa. So Illinois managing to hold on this four-point lead here. Chance to extend it. They haven't yet. 16.05 to go. Trevor, sorry to interrupt you there. No, that's okay. Side note, you forced almost twice as many turnovers as they forced. I was just going to say the only part of the McCaffrey nuisance that I'll try and reason in my head is Frederick's out, right? And so McCaffrey's probably going to take or at least you know occupy some of the shots that McCaffrey or that Frederick would have. So maybe it's slightly less annoying if you use that logic. There are a few teams in basketball and it's so easy to just say, well, if you make shots, you're going to win games. But if I was making shots, they can win a national title. That's how good it is when things are going for them. Jesus, Georgie. Yeah, Georgie with an acrobatic nothing right there. This is uh, like Georgie's had a pretty solid start to the year, right? And he's started to figure out his role, but now he's having... PTSD to the Michigan State home game last year when shot that three-point shot off the side of the backboard and got yanked. I don't think we need to be running the offense through. No, no, no. This is reminiscent of that, though. You mentioned it, and I recall that Michigan State game, the crowd was audibly groaning when he touched the ball. And as much as Georgie has been pretty efficient this year, especially offensively, this is a total reversion to what he was doing last year. And that that scares me a little bit, but I think we can take solace in the fact that so far Kofi, when he's been on the court this half, has been good. And down the stretch, Kofi's probably going to play 14 of these remaining 16 minutes. I would think so, at least, Trevor. I wouldn't take my chances with Georgie much longer. Well, yeah, I think maybe you could argue the biggest remaining key in this game is keeping Kofi out of foul trouble because... I mean, it just, it's just kind of night and day. Uh, Isaac, you mentioned it in the thread, like, what is this lineup? I mean, when George is playing like that, you got to play somebody else. So you're either throwing freshman Coleman Hawkins to the Wolf of Garza or BBV, who's barely played. He's bigger and thicker than Coleman. So, I mean, just from like a body-on-body perspective, he, maybe he's better against Garza, but he hasn't played all year. So it becomes an issue, and we saw this issue last year. I mean, I know the shooting was a big issue last year, but I also think the foul trouble was one of those things where if there had been a tournament and we did a podcast talking about what would what, what, what could go wrong, other than the cold shooting, my biggest thing last year was the foul trouble because you just didn't quite have the depth. Now I guess you have the depth, but it's still not good enough depth to take on the fourth-ranked Iowa Hawkeyes or whatever they are, the seventh-ranked Iowa Hawkeyes. So um, I think keeping Kofi out of foul trouble and keep, keeping Garza in it could be what decides this game or if either team decides to get a stop. Real quick, as we have this break here, a reminder, DPDO, I'm on at DPDO.com. Hopefully, as you listen to this, you can have a celebratory calzone. They deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana. $5 calzones. Use coupon code Mike at DPDO.com. Okay, so we are through our first media timeout. And not to borrow a page from Levy Smith, the new defensive coordinator for the Houston Texans, But to break this into these four-minute increments, and it feels like Illinois, well, not just feels like, but statistically, they won that four minutes. They extended the lead by two, which it could have been more, but they do get the ball coming out of here. 
And what I am encouraged by, Isaac, is you see Iowa all year long and really dating back to last season, kind of a tale of two teams. When they are on, damn near unbeatable, but they have these, they are as prone to long stretches of mediocrity as, I mean, we get frustrated as Illini fans, but Iowa fans think of the Indiana game where they didn't score a field goal, I think, for seven or eight minutes. So you know that they're capable of that bad kind of basketball too. Yeah, it's definitely refreshing. Um, I think whoever it was on the drive the other night, Trevor, was basically saying, like, the national media doesn't realize it, but Iowa has games where they will go four or five minutes with just nasty offense where they can't score to save their life or they're getting out-rebounded by teams smaller than them. So it's kind of refreshing knowing that other teams, other fan bases kind of suffer like we do sometimes. But you just hope that they have a four minute stretch in here. The last half of this game where you are able to take advantage of that. You didn't really take advantage of Garza being out in the first half. So here's your next opportunity to step it up. Turnover by Illinois and out of a break. I don't like that. And by the way, Georgie's still in for Kofi. Maybe you're just getting Kofi one final extended rest. I mean, Trevor, do you think it's a situation where you get Kofi in at 14 and he just rides it out the rest of the game? I mean, maybe, but I'd rather see Kofi out there when Garza's not and let him get another blow at the eight or seven minute mark than than ride him. Because if you wait to bring him in for another few minutes, Garza will be back. By the way, Georgie just fouls McCaffrey on the way to the rim. You got to get Georgie out of there. He's a liability tonight. He's bad, Georgie. This is the Chuck Knobloch can't throw the first thing where now it's It's, his bad offense is affecting his defense. Yeah, and and it it sucks because one of his greatest strengths and the reason why the fan base is so endeared to him is his confidence. But it's it's funny how quickly the confidence can turn into a detriment and something annoying when he literally shows no recognition to the fact that he's just wildly flinging shots towards the rim and he'll just keep doing it. Like if if he got five more opportunities right now, he'd have five more horrible (laughs) shots that got nowhere near the rim and he'd keep going. I hope we don't find out an offensive foul as he tries to clear out Nunji and a turnover. Why, why is Underwood continue? Yeah. And that was an offensive foul. He flailed his elbow into the guy's face. And now we bring Kofi in. What the hell are you doing when you have a window of opportunity to stretch a lead? And you didn't. You're where you started from, which is an okay position to be. You're up to, but Luca Garza has been on the bench now for two minutes and Iowa's gained ground because he decided to keep Kofi, or keep Georgie out there. And, you know, one thing I will say, and this is nitpicking, Isaac, but uh, just that's an odd rotational choice by Underwood. I think you got to read the room and understand that one guy's just a hell of a lot more effective than the other right now, even though Kofi gives up an easy layup to Nunji, and we are tied at 50. Oh, boy. 14.55 At that point... It almost just feels like Georgie was just in there to, oh my gosh. Turnover by a bad entry from DeMonte. Talking about Iowa having bad stretches, we decided to go on a bad stretch. Um, I mean, that's a four-point swing directly because of Georgie, though. I mean, you had he gave up the foul and they hit two free throws and turned the ball over and they score. Yeah, the, the Georgie thing, I don't know. It's like he just gets in his head and once he's in his head, he just keeps doing boneheaded things, but at that point, the last few minutes, it was almost as if he was your foul dummy. Like, Underwood just put him in there and said, you know, hack the heck out of everybody while Kofi gets a breather. But it's just really frustrating that you've not taken advantage of Garza being on the bench at all. All right, tied up at 50, 14.30 to go. 
Nunji on the perimeter, Kofi on him, Nunji taking it all the way to the rim, and he misses the dunk, and Keegan Murray with the putback. Is it Keegan? Right? Like yeah. the, Okay. Um, which Stephen Barter was talking about him in the first half as someone to look out for. 11-2 scoring run here, and just like that, you had an 8-0 run, and they just gained nine points on you after that run. Here is Grandison for a three. It is up. It is no good. That was badly missed, but Kofi uh, kind of knocks it around. Grandison gets it. This is Curbelo on the floater, and wow, that was off the top of the backboard and in. Tied up at 52. Okay, so we are even here. And listen, you know, this is a game of runs. I get it. But I think, Trevor, I don't want to look back at that stretch and think, ah, that that could have been the moment. Though I get the feeling there's going to be many more moments this game. Yeah, but I think it's just the frustration is, as Isaac pointed out, Garza's not in there. And so, you know, on the surface, you say Iowa went on an 11-2 run. And my response is, well, that's what they do. Problem is, they didn't have their best player in the game. Right, (laughs) right. So you feel like if there's, and like, you know, this is all projection. For all we know, Garza comes back in and they're worse for five minutes. I don't know. That's unlikely, but you you never know. But still, it's just frustrating when all the on-paper context sways your way in a close game like this because you're looking for any edge you can get. And so you feel like you get an edge and then you don't take advantage of it. Six fouls on Illinois. Curbelo missed a layup on one end. He fouls Iowa on the other. And all of these fouls against Illinois have been legit. I, I don't really have a beef with any of those calls. And with 13-19 to go, that can become a factor as Iowa, not a bad free throw shooting team. They started one for three, but I think they made their last couple with McCaffrey. So we have Iowa ball under the rim. This is an inbounds pass and uh, McCaffrey again over Io this time. McCaffrey has what now? 12? Illinois he's made up for He's made up for Frederick's 10 points per game that's been missed, that's for sure. All right, so we have a two-point Iowa lead. Illinois missed... Seven of their last eight shots. Kofi gets blocked by Nunji, and he can't finish, and it's out of bounds, Illinois ball. Kofi should not – was that even Nunji that was on him there, or is this somebody else? Yeah. You got to be better. I mean, this is someone that, you know, we talk about projecting forward, and and maybe this guy's going to go pro. I think Kofi's going to make his own decision regardless of if he's actually projected or not, but – God, these moments like this for someone that is an automatic double-double, I know how good he can be as his – baseline but he's been bad tonight hey io hasn't scored this half either by the way yeah we're seven minutes into it so this is a weird half so far and yet you're down two i guess all those things considered you could be up and io makes a three so you're up by one but garza has been on the bench the whole time and notice how fran mccaffrey's riding this out i think he's saying i'm just going to put luke in there for the last 12 and we'll kind of take it from there but hopefully trevor we get that rare case where garza comes back out and for whatever reason Iowa's not quite as effective as they fall. Oh, God. Get the ball. There we go, Kofi. Getting on the ground. Illinois gets the loose ball turnover. This is Grandison. Gets fouled. He will go the line shooting two, hopefully to extend this lead. This has been a frenetic game, Trevor. Like, the pace has been ridiculous, and it seems like it's just flying by. I hate it because if I wasn't invested in it, I would be enjoying it. It's definitely one of those games where you're just watching it, and you go, man, this is just a high-level basketball game, which is good. Because at times this year, I mean, not just at times, you've you've wondered, um, you know, the consistency, the motivation. Do you feel like you belong? I mean, you you you've got no problems with that tonight whatsoever. This has been a back and forth game the entire time. Both teams have had lulls. That's basketball for you. But I I, I don't have any qualms with feeling like the team is engaged or feeling like the team belongs on this stage. No, they're there. I mean, this team, and I, I predicted this on the last podcast that. 
I would be shocked if they didn't show up in terms of energy and focus. And if, if that were to be the case, I would have been alarmed. And they have shown up. This is a high-level basketball game that shows that they will play to the competition. Oh, God, Georgie is back out there. Here's Grandison. Second free throw is good. He's efficient in everything he does, Isaac. He is playing great. Eight points, eight rebounds for Jacob Grandison. That's what I was just about to say. Uh, as frustrating as Kofi's been, as frustrating as Georgie's been, dear God, Grandison has stepped into that starting role and been a huge, huge role player for this team that you, in that bad stretch of the Maryland game and the Ohio State game, that four spot was your big, your big weak point. So the fact that Grandison's been able to step up and all week, he hasn't been spectacular, but he hasn't hurt you at all. So that's a huge part of it. Wow. What a take here from Weisskamp. Is he 30? They, they all run together. Yeah. I, I, it's, Freaking it's force. Okay, so we got Georgie. Oh, God. Georgie with the ball, and he lays it in. Hey, nice finish, Georgie. Took some contact, absorbed it. Nice finish for a three-point Illinois lead, 59-56. to These layups always seem... Acrobatic? Unnecessarily his, so? His layups always seem very, like, aggressive. Yeah. Well, I, it's just aggressive. It's like he throws it against the backboard, <laughs> and when it goes in, it goes in. But I feel like several times, at least this year, he's had those, like, ones that rim out, and I feel like it's because he almost, like, like with a Nerf ball, just like throws it at the backboard when he throws it in. Interesting substitution too. I think, oh boy, that was a really bad defensive possession. Curbelo, I think, got lost and he does that way too much defensively. You see the guards is coming back in and I think Underwood took the opportunity to get Georgie a couple more minutes so the rest of it is Kofi time. We have a feed down to Georgie again and how was that not a foul? <laughs> they held his elbow or they held his that wrist. That was the, such a foul. Iowa still with three fouls. Illinois was six. Georgie had a hard time. I, I got to say, in Georgie's defense, hard to corral a basketball when you have one hand to do it. Hey, also, you're missing a you're missing a key DeMonte Williams three at this point. Yeah, but you know what? You've been missing those more regularly. And this is True. a three for Iowa. It is a long rebound off the rim. Toussaint taking it to the rim. This is uh, Nunji misses it. And Georgie with a nice board. Okay, so Illinois with the ball. One point lead, 10.35 to go. They're going to set up a bit of half court here with Curbelo on the perimeter. And as as of now, no one checking in for Illinois. I think they're going to wait until they get to the next media timeout and probably just ride with Kofi at that point. Trent taking it to the rim. Ah, bounces out, but oh. he will go the line for two. And that's going to be a timeout. What a game so far. I know it's been messy at parts, Trevor, but I think that's really not all that surprising when you consider that both of these teams are just going at you know, 100 miles an hour. I mean, you could tell that both of these teams brought it, and I think that's naturally going to lead to a little bit of messiness. So that doesn't bother me as much tonight as it maybe normally would. This is a good game. This is an entertaining game. Obviously, you got to get stops at some point, but it also feels like, kind of to Isaac's point about Garza, I feel kind of dirty even complaining about getting stops because Iowa averages 93 points a game. So, you know, I mean, it is what it is. You're obviously eventually going to have to get some stops, but you can't expect them. Um, this feels like a tournament game. I mean, this is the type of team that you're going to play if you want to get in the Sweet 16 in the Elite Eight. And so, I don't know. For me, I'll just repeat that it's refreshing after everything we've kind of been through with this weird, inconsistent season and this weird, inconsistent team. Coming off 10 days rest, I wasn't concerned, but it's nice to see virtually no problems with energy, chemistry, chemistry, uh, pace, anything like that. 
While we got this break, a reminder, 4th and Kirby online at 4thandkirby.com. Use coupon code 200LEVEL for 10% off your order at 4thandkirby.com. Get your lucky shirt for the stretch run of this Illini basketball season at 4thandkirby.com. Uh, you know, I don't want to bring this up, but I'll, I'll do it right now so we can get it out of the way. I watched this, and it makes the Maryland and, to a similar extent, the Ohio State games all the more frustrating that you know, this game should have been, I think the buildup would have been far greater had you won even just one of those. Let's say you drop the home game against Ohio State. It happens. But I tell you what, the Maryland game sucked a lot out of the sales, Isaac. And I think in trying to get that mojo back as a fan, I certainly have gotten it tonight. I didn't really have it. Did you have it this week? I didn't feel it so much this week leading up to it. I had it a little bit more, not as much as I should have, but I was just having deja vu to last season at this time, you know, like I was saying earlier when you had back to back to back big games um, and you played Iowa at home. But no, the frustrating thing is, and I know we've talked about in Carp, you've talked about Sean Harrington's plus one, minus one Big Ten uh, championship thing. It does think that this game, you wanted it to put you over the top or put you on top. But instead, this game would essentially negate like the Maryland loss. Oh, it totally uh, So it's frustrating that you're fighting to get back to par instead of fighting to go, you know, to be in first place. But, and I mean, it doesn't help that it's just a weird year. COVID's going on. Nobody can be in, in at the stadium. So there's not as much hype around being there physically. But uh, just something about Iowa, you know, it it always brings back the the rivalry vibes. Oh, it totally does. And you mentioned that. And I think Trevor, you have alluded to this before that if Illinois wins this game or if Illinois finishes the season with some big wins, in many ways, it does negate the tough losses. I think that I've kind of reconciled myself, Trevor, to the fact that a banner may be unlikely, but there is nothing wrong with getting some signature wins, getting a four seed in the NCAA tournament making the second weekend. I mean, those things still qualify as a very successful season. So that's why I think tonight feels all that more important. Yeah, and I, I don't, you know, I, I feel like I, I push back on the Big Ten title or bust bus that you were driving. And oh, I, did, I don't that mean was... that, you know, I, I don't mean that, like, I would be totally fine with them finishing fifth in the Big Ten and getting a, a, a third-round exit in the tournament. Of course, it'd be disappointing. I just feel like, I mean, this is a loaded Big Ten, first of all. Like, I, I don't know what the Big Ten was like in 2001, but I don't think it was as stacked as this Big Ten is. It was, to- and- it was top-heavy, I think, is the better way to describe it. There were four teams that shared the title back in 2001 and maybe three that shared it in 2002, and then there was a whole lot of muddled mess. Well, and that's sort of the interesting thing that we've hit on, Carp, and I'll make it quick as we're back here, but it's sort of this weird thing where Yes, the Big Ten is really good, but it's also so full of parity that it I don't know how good it is. Like, like the Big Ten is great in quantity, and they're going to get a lot of teams in, but there's just that muck from like 3 to 10 where, do you honestly think Minnesota is like the 15th ranked team in the country? No, I don't. No. So I, I, it's just one of those <laughs> things where I don't know how like, qualitative it actually is uh two free throws for trend extends the lead to three so it's 61 58 with 1007 to go and to that point trevor we're going to go another year i'm pretty sure without a big 10 team winning the national title that's not going to change this year so 
we can talk well, about the Big so Ten. There's so many B-plus teams, but there's no yeah. A-plus team. Right, and we talk about how good the Big Ten is, and I think it is a strong conference. But I don't know if I want any part of the Big 12 in the upper echelon with that, or maybe to an extent, the ACC is a little bit weak this year. So I, I get why the Big Ten gets the plaudits that it does, but it, you, know, you go 20 years without a team winning a freaking national title. How good are you? Like, even a, you'd have some luck and some random team would win a title from your conference. I think it just speaks to the fact that every year I hear the same narrative and think, we're fine, we're good. Are we the best? I don't know about that. Uh, right. We got a three-point Illinois lead. This is Io with the ball for the first 15 minutes of the shot clock. Ten seconds now on the shot clock. Adam Miller at the top of the perimeter over to Trent, who has 19 on the night. Io, he's been quiet this half. He's taken it to the rim, and he misses it. Kofi... Gets a board, but he gets fat. It did not hit the rim. We got a shot clock violation. Hmm. Okay. I so. think he bricked it. I don't think it hit the rim. We have a turnover. Shot clock violation, 935 to go. You're five right now. It's your starting five, and I wonder how much variation you're going to get down the stretch here. Three timeouts for each team. You got an immediate timeout coming up in a minute and a half. I think you're just going to kind of run this thing until the end. Uh, exhaustion be damned. Toussaint up top on the perimeter. Pick from Garza. Toussaint over to the baseline. And that's a badly missed three, but a nice second chance opportunity for Iowa. And Toussaint makes it way too many second chance points. Uh, Isaac, I, I think my biggest disappointment tonight has been how many offensive rebounds Iowa's gotten. And I need to check that. Especially since, like we've been saying, Garza sat down way more than he normally does. So you have no reason to be out-rebounded by Iowa when Garza's not on the floor. I think it just comes down to an effort thing and a, a basics thing. When you get thinking about too too many details, you forget to focus on boxing out and simple things. It's easy for me to say sitting at home, but you like to think you are better. And that was a beautiful, beautiful move by, move Kofi. by Kofi. Great feed, Holy beautiful move wow. to the rim, and and great touch too. He he, he had a, a very. He's really kind of getting better at slowing down when he gets to the rim and not doing that kind of flailing around thing that he did. I think earlier this year, but Garza on the other end, he. Puts it right in, so it's a one-point Illinois lead. It's just going to be back and forth. We got eight eighteen to go. So I keep it's going, going to Garza. Uh, oh yeah, if you're Iowa, keep going down low. No, no, I'm saying like just keep feeding it to Kofi until he proves he can't do that, or he gets another foul on Garza. Yeah, I think that's fair. Adam Miller three-pointer that is badly missed, and he's, he's been, been bad. He's been bad. Yeah, it's it's frustrating because as a freshman, oh boy, long three for Iowa. That is good, of course. Who is this, Bohannon? That might have been McCaffrey. Please don't be. Uh, I mean, I lose track. They. I, I'm not trying to play He's, this as a running joke. They all look the same. Who was that? Louise Camp. Okay. You see that that doesn't bother me as much as if it were McCaffrey. See, that's not even bad defense though. Those are just three pointers where it's like playing the Golden State. I was not the Golden State Warriors, but that's the same feeling I get when Steph Curry pulls up from half court. Trent was trying to feed Kofi, and Kofi's not ready for it. So we have a timeout and I think a much needed one. Two point Iowa lead. That was a bad stretch for Illinois. And when I was making threes, things can get away from you in a hurry if you aren't careful. Uh, real quick, as we got this break here, I, I real before I even get into it, Trevor, we've theorized before that this team sometimes is just dumb. And I, I, I'm trying to say this in a, as gingerly as possible. That, why, why do they do so many dumb things or have these, these moments <laughs> where they just mentally disappear yeah you you and i uh 
I talked about off the air at the beginning of last year and the year prior. It, it's so petty, and I don't like doing it. Calling someone dumb is not right. Like, no, I'm and not I, sitting here saying, and I'm not saying you are either. I just, you know, it, it, it kind of brings you back to the whole like, and we've referenced it a lot, but the Miami game, and then afterwards, you know, he says. I looked at the guys and I asked them, so what's our game plan? And they all kind of just kind of looked at me like, oh, I don't know. And so it's just, it, it just gets frustrating when, uh, we talked about this before too, when it feels like you're beating yourself more so than anybody else is beating you. And it just does seem like, for whatever reason, with the ridiculous talent and athleticism on this team, it's almost like you overshook the snow globe or something. And it's just kind of like, yeah, I, I don't know. It goes nuclear and just explodes and people do a bunch of dumb stuff. Well, that example right there. So Trent was trying to feed Kofi and then it goes right by Kofi's face. And at first I'm like, ah, oh, come on, Kofi, be ready for that. But then after a second, I'm like, well, wait a second. How's the guy going to catch it at his face from two feet away? And then Trent's like, ah, my bad. And then Kofi's like, huh? And then everyone's looking at each other and they don't know what the hell's going on. And I'm like, guys, this is number seven Iowa in town. We can't be doing this in the final eight minutes of the game. So as we stand, not to get too far down that rabbit hole, because I, I agree, Trevor, it's uh, unseemly. And I, I, I'm saying more in terms of the basketball IQ. It sometimes just falls off, and it falls off dramatically. And they're talented enough to overcome it, but there's a reason why their turnover rate, not tonight, but their turnover rate in general is as high as it is, and that they... Just do some silly things, it feels like. Like some teams that are really good, you hear this a lot with, I guess Baylor's a good example, but they haven't been that good for, for years. But just some of those teams that are consistently up there, maybe not the Blue Bloods, but the types of teams like Baylor, like Gonzaga, for instance. They're yeah. a Blue Blood, yeah. I guess. But, you know, when, when, you, when you hear the analysts talk about them, what's the one thing they say more than anything else? Sound team, right? They just say, like, this is just a sound team. They don't have to worry about doing anything ridiculously stupid. They don't have to worry about now whether or not the shots go in and all that. That's a different thing. But like the base um, floor, like the bar is raised to the level where this team is not going to fold and do something silly. And and I I just feel like we're not at that level of comfortability yet where I can trust them to not do something silly. It's not to say that they will. It's just that we've seen it enough times that I can't sit there and go, this is a sound philosophically speaking, basketball program. I have a new theory. There are three types of good basketball teams. There are the sound teams, as you mentioned, sound. There are the tough teams, and I would talk about the early 2000s Bill Self Illinois teams. Not always the smartest, but they were tough. Okay, and I, I know that's a very John Grossian thing to say, but they were. And then the other one is electrifying. And yeah. this is what this Illinois team is. They're electrifying, but that also means that there are moments where the power's out, and it can be pull your hair out frustrating. And it all happens. It can all switch within two minutes of game time. We have Iowa with the ball. We're back from action here. Toussaint with the ball in the perimeter. 7.05 to go. 10 on the shot clock for Iowa. He takes it to the rim. And he will rims out. Nice break here for Illinois. So it is a two-point Iowa lead. Curbelo bringing it up court for Illinois. Taking it to the rim. He finds Iowa in the corner. And it looks like Illinois is going to run a set here. Now we find Corbello in the baseline. He finds Trent Frazier. The three is nice up. Play. Wow. Trent is on fire with a great feed from Corbello, who loves that baseline. And we have a overthrow from Iowa and a nice recovery ah. there. Is that Murray with the score? Yeah. He looks all right. The bigger lineup what, works. 
he's good. And I, I, I hate doing this during the game because he feels like I'm excusing him scoring when Illinois should have stopped that possession. But he sort of let's has go. like a IO3. And there's the Isaac patented let's go. Two point <laughs> Illinois lead. 69 points for Illinois. Nice. 67 for Iowa with 614 to go. First team to 90 wins. Illinois is four for seven from three-point range this half. And I really do think the way this game is going, as things kind of open up, this game can get to 90 for somebody. Okay, There's Luca. five and a half minutes left in this game. I know, I know. But you just feel like Did here's... It? Oh, nope, missed. Okay. Let's Did say... Uh, India. Oh, go ahead. 60? Uh, I, close to it. Low 60s, right? Io in the base corner. He is stuck. Oh. He kicks it back out to Curbelo. Curbelo taking it into Kofi. Kofi can't wrangle it in. Iowa on the break here. One of the McCaffreys. Yeah, if he would have... Oh, God. Garza with the putback. I don't know who was trailing him, but they didn't get back quick enough. And we're all tied up at 69. 520 to go. Curbelo up top. Finds Trent, who's been fantastic tonight. In, in a weird way, this is a total fanboy thing to say. I want to win this game because of how good Trent has played. It would feel like a shame if you didn't. Here's Kofi down low. He, he foul has fourth. a foul. Yeah, that's Garza's fourth. Now, if oh, I'm Iowa. With five minutes left, I, I don't know how long I'm sitting him, if at all. I don't think you are. I think it only comes, I think it becomes a bigger factor if this game somehow gets stretched to overtime. And you're really at that point asking Garza to play ten minutes with four yeah. fouls. Uh, Pat, is it Patrick McCaffrey? Do we really need more McCaffreys? Nineteen points for Garza. So you've done your job against him. Nine for sixteen from the field. He's had far more efficient nights than that. Four fouls on him. He is staying in the game. And if I'm Illinois, why get cute? Um, go back down low. Ooh. All right. No. This is Grandison, and he is going to get the ball taken from him. Unless maybe I'm I'm behind here. Am I behind Isaac? Did something good happen, please? No, um, it it was negated. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, uh, rebound here for Illinois. Sixty nine all. Here's Trent with the three. It is up. Too it quick. is no good. And that's one of those kind don't of don't need to that heat check three like last year against Iowa. I don't think as as crucial of a miss as it was last year. That really kind of changed the tide of that game. I don't want a heat check three, though, with four minutes left in a tied game. No, Figure out if you're not. hot some other time. <laughs> All right, here is... I agree, I agree. Uh, tied up 69, Kofi gets his hand in on Garza, but Garza corrals it, and Garza's going to try to shoot for the baseline. It's up, it is no good, and another rebound for Grandison, who's approaching double-double territory. 4-10 oh to go. God. Crabello just loses it? Nope. Iowa's got it. Okay. Iowa with the ball. Set it up, guys. Take a breath here. Oh. Kofi with the ball, and we get a foul on the floor against who? Is that Arthur? No, I don't think so. I saw a five come up, guys. Is that on Garza? They keep the camera on him. I don't know who else it was on. I, I'm... Uh, what is it? I need, I need an update here on Twitter. <laughs> so... Was that Garza's fourth foul I mean, just that now? that was a foul on Garza, but maybe that earlier one was on someone else? I feel like that must have been going more nuts if that was his fifth That foul. was his fourth. That was his fourth. Okay. Okay. So, so I incorrectly identified him as getting that foul a minute ago then. Can I be honest? I don't want to be in bonus yet because Kofi was the one that drew that. I, I don't... <laughs> it's, just, it's just, you know, I'd rather have a full 
offensive set. I don't know if we are in bonus, though. I'll check the foul totals real quick. Hey, Wood, free throws haven't killed you yet. Well, not yet. Hopefully those aren't your famous last words. But I, I would agree. Here I mean, we go, boys. This is it. You're, yeah. 69 with four minutes to go. And I said first to 90 wins. Jeez, that was a stupid thing to say. Uh, real quick, before we continue, got to remind you guys, State Farm agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. Life, auto, home, business, renters, you name it. Great State Farm prices and amazing personalized service from Brian Hansen, brianismyguy.com. Okay. Well, this is what you wanted. I mean, January 29th, we circled this date back in October when the schedule came out. It is the final four minutes of the game. It has been, you know, there's all those old cliches of, oh, it's been a, you know, like a boxing. What is an old boxing match cliche that you get? Punch for punch, pound for pound. I mean, essentially, this game has been as back and forth as you could imagine with, I think, the largest margin. And guys, correct me if I'm wrong. Has the largest margin been four points? Or no, seven for Illinois, and I think four or five for Iowa. I don't think it's been any larger yeah, than that. It, for it was at the beginning. I mean, the, the Illinois seven-point lead was early in the second half. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the Iowa, I think they were up, what, like 11 to six or 11 to five or something like that? 11 to five, that's right. And we had talked actually in the know. text thread about how last yeah. year's game uh, and Trevor, I think you'd remember the margin. In the first half against Iowa last year, it was a really rocky start. Illinois' offense wasn't great. Iowa's offense was great. And Trevor, you said they took a 13-point lead last year, right? Well, see, here's the funny part about that first half. If you guys remember, it was senior night. Right. So Tyler oh, Underwood God, and Kipper right. started the game <laughs> with a double buy in the Big Ten tournament on the line. And I know... They got subbed out like a minute into the game. But still. But you started out that game down 11. Every minute counts. <laughs> just, Every minute counts. I just couldn't get over the <laughs> fact that, that he was going to honor them in that way. I just it, It's too big of a game. Put him in some, t- some other time. Anyways, Iowa had a at least an 11-point lead in that first half, and then Illinois had a 13-point lead with about six minutes to go in that second half. All right. 69-all. Four minutes to go. Four minutes on the dot. Garza's going to take maybe a minute here. And this is probably just uh, a situational substitution. Illinois, I think, will get the ball. That's right, from under the basket. So they're going to keep Garza out for this possession and probably try to bring him back in ASAP. This is what you wanted. I mean, I would have preferred a blowout. But you know what? Yeah, you're in position to win this game against Iowa, and it would be a huge win in a lot of different ways. Curbelo is out there for Illinois. How about that? Feeds Grandison around the free throw line. Curbelo on the three-point line. Trying to take it baseline. Not much there. He's now going hey. under the rim. Up and good. What a finish for Curbelo. He is a sneaky devil. 71-69. to 69. I know the starting lineup matters, but I think it really speaks volumes about your team who finishes the game. And the fact that Curbelo's out there now says a lot. Instead of Miller? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that... You know, Miller, all I wanted between Miller and Frazier was that one of them establishes themselves as the as the third scorer. And we got a timeout for Iowa. That's a pretty quick timeout there. But, you know, these loose balls, I will say, and I, I don't want this to bite Illinois, Trevor, but if we're talking 50-50 balls, that is one thing that Iowa has tend, tended to do pretty well on tonight, and I don't want that to be all these collectively. You add them up. I don't want that to be the difference. Yeah, it feels like you've had, I think, three sort of loose balls dive on the ground, and two of them have been Iowa timeouts, and the other one was a jump ball. So the fact that you didn't come up with any of those 
It's not for lack of effort, but uh, that would have been big. Uh, I would have ball back up too, and then you could go up five or something like that with three minutes to go. Well, now and they can I get guards in. Like punch back quick, but yeah, now they're going to sub guards back in, and they basically set up a play to tie the game. But I don't know. How many fouls do we have on Kofi? Two? Are we still at two? Because if so, that is huge yeah, I don't for Illinois. Think he's fouled this half. He's got two, and Frazier has two, and so do Curbelo. Uh, DeMonte, I mean, really, you are not in foul trouble. The guy with three fouls is Adam Miller. I don't think you're going to see him the rest of the game 0 for 3 from the field for him. Um, but you're right. I think that it does speak uh, quite a bit to the fact that Corbello is out there instead of Miller. And what I'm so encouraged by, and I will say going forward, this really gives me hope, Isaac, regardless of outcome tonight, I think you have found something with Grandison on the court. Yeah, he's been really encouraging. He doesn't look lost. He looks like he knows how to handle himself and that he belongs as a role player in the Big Ten, which has been so big. And he can score, too. Score, rebound, do all those. And this is, it's not like we're playing Penn State or um, Northwestern either. This is, I mean, this is Iowa, who has a really good chance of winning the Big Ten, and he's played, played huge minutes. And that was, I know, a big worry a couple weeks ago when he started for the first time. But... Defense. He's got some rebounds. He made a couple big shots. Hopefully, he makes some big shots down the stretch. This is the grandest we thought we were going to see uh, back at the beginning of the season, but it took him took him a little bit to get back to Division One starting level. Well, and I think it actually bodes well not just for this season, but when you know there's so many questions as to what next year's roster is going to look like. But it would be nice to be able to count on a guy, a glue guy, and I like Demonte. I do, but in terms of a four that can shoot a little bit, that rebounds well, that defends well, it would be nice to count on someone like Grandison, who's not the flashiest player, but someone you feel like if he continues at this rate, you can probably count on him for next year's roster, which has so many question marks at the moment. He's uh, a better DeMonte. He is. I mean, he, he, he is. I, he, I know he technically, statistically hasn't made threes at a better clip, but you feel about the same amount of confidence. He's taller, so he gives you that better matchup at the four. And he's grabbing just as many rebounds. So it's nothing against DeMonte, but he's basically DeMonte with a few more inches of height. And that's pretty much it. And that's what you need. Yeah, if I look and at that- Grandison, uh, 10 rebounds tonight, which is by far his most. I think the previous high was at Penn State when he had seven. But yeah, tonight, I don't want to use the word breakout game because he has had uh, another eight-point game against Ohio State, seven against Penn State. But yeah, Isaac, it, it does feel like given the the how meaningful this game is and the fact that he has not shrunk from it, I I think is encouraging. Yeah. And I don't obviously want to press Grandison and put him on some pedestal now. So every time he has a rough game, I get upset, but it's just nice knowing he hasn't hurt you. Yeah, he hasn't. He's helped. Yeah. I mean, he is, oh boy, here's an entry. And we say all this and he gets another great defensive stop, kept his hands straight up. No foul on him. Huge possession. 71-69 71-69 with 3.10 to go. Illinois with the ball, 20 in the shot clock. Chance to extend this lead to 4 or 5. Here's Trent. Back up top to Io. We're working the perimeter here. Here's Grandison. Back to Io. Back to Curbelo. Curbelo looking for Kofi. Io with a chance for a 3. Instead, he takes it to the rim. That's no foul, foul called. Garza. And we save it. Now we got a 5 on 4 for Iowa. They have numbers, but they didn't push it that Fast and open three is good. Has Wieskamp missed a three? I don't know, but that's frustrating the amount of contact on the other end. And I, I will say oh. they have let the guys play tonight, but they've that seemed a little blatant. I, I, I don't want to 
go down that rabbit hole. Here is Grandison, open wow. three. It is good. That's huge. 74-72. <laughs> go. Wow. What, what happened here? Oh, I thought he was kind of clutching his knee or something. Yeah. Is he limping? 74-72, huge three from Grandison. Unbelievable. Timeout. Illinois called the timeout. Okay, okay. Well, I like that timeout there, actually. I think that's big. To get that, you get a two-point lead again, so you get it right back after what was a tough break. And, I mean, God, it could have been deflating, and Grandison responds. How about that? Okay, so we have, uh, what is the game reset here? 2.22 to go. Timeout Illinois, two timeouts for each team, and both teams are in the bonus going forward. Fran is yelling. up now, just so you know. Isaac, are you standing up? I've been standing up. I figured. I figured. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, Wies Camp is five for six. I apologize. Five for six from three or just from the field? From three. Oh, my He's got God. Damn. That's pretty good, I think. <laughs> that's a good old uh, 83% or whatever, maybe. He's good, you know, and that's the thing. When all of them are on, they're damn near unbeatable. Uh, for tonight, it's been him. And fortunately for Illinois, uh, McCaffrey has slow down a bit from the first half. We have Bohannon bringing the ball up for Iowa. So we have 2.15 to go. And here is, I mean, all these possessions are crucial at this point. McCaffrey over to Weisskamp. Weisskamp trying to create something. Curbelo on him. Weisskamp now by the free throw line. He gets the ball stolen and a foul on... That's all Curbelo right there. And that uh, is a foul hey. on... Uh, Weisskamp. Sorry about that for the delay. No, that's McCaffrey. Oh, McCaffrey. Yes, you're right. No, that is McCaffrey. So we have seven fouls on each team. Crabella will go the line for one and one. I got to be honest, guys, because that's essentially a clear path foul. I mean, yeah. for all intents and purposes, that would have been a break for Illinois. And instead, we're going the line for one and one. Here's Crabella. No pressure, kid. No pressure. All right. 203 to go. Crabella with a one and one from the line after. It's up and good. Whew. 75, 72. I got my uh, Fitbit. Your heart rate is high. <laughs> uh, Corbello, by the way, seven points. Sneaky seven points. All right, so here we go. Free throw number two. I know that podcasters love dead air. It's up and good. 76, 72. 203 to go. Both teams have seven fouls. It'll stop here, and it's tough. It is. It is. All right, Trent is on Bohannon, who's running point for Iowa. 20 seconds in the shot clock, 1.53 to go. This is McCaffrey up top on the perimeter. He's looking for Murray, who is now at the top of the perimeter, now over to Weisskamp. Weisskamp with Iowa on him, step back three. No, he's not going to take it. Garza is. It is up. It is no yes, good. Yes, yes, yes. And it is a rebound for Illinois. Io corrals it. Four-point Illinois Ooh. lead with 1.30 to go, and this is a crucial possession. They all are. But this one could be big, and this is Curbelo running point. 20 sh uh, seconds on the shot clock, 125 to go. Four-point Illinois lead. This is Curbelo. He's kicking oh. it over to Trent. Trent for the three. Up, no good. It's going the other way. We got 76-72, 110 to go. Bohannon with the ball. Over to Weiskamp. Weiskamp taking it to the rim. He loses the handle, and this is going to be a goaltend on Kofi. Why? Oh, I don't know. Why do you shoot that? 106 to go, and we got a two-point game. That's not a oh, – I'm about 10 seconds ahead of you. He touched that ball before it touched the backboard. Can they look at that? I, I don't know if they can oh. under two minutes. He did touch it before the backboard, and let's see the arc of it. 
Was it coming down? I mean, that, that would be the only argument they could make is that it was coming down. I don't know. He touched I it before the backboard. That is not, that's going up, and I don't know if that's reviewable. Trevor, you're a little bit ahead of us. They are, they are reviewing it. I'm not much ahead of you guys for whatever reason tonight, but it does look like they're reviewing it. That is going to be a clean block if that is, in fact, reviewable. And if they're at the booth, now, that's good. What do you... If it's a clean block, but Iowa gets the ball back, right? So... Uh, like, no, I think, hap- well, yeah, I think you look at the shot clock remaining because no one got clear possession of it. Is that correct afterwards? Well, I mean, as soon as Kofi blocked it, McCaffrey went back up, followed his own miss and put it in. Um, but it, obviously the, what he, you know, the putback isn't going to count. Right. Cause they've blown it dead. Say, Cause they've blown it dead. But I, you know, when the ball's in the air after a block, they're not going to give the ball to Illinois. No, I think it'll be Iowa ball. Maybe I think what they do in that situation is make it a possession arrow thing if it came down to it where there's no clean cut who possessed it. So Iowa will have the ball regardless. The question, well, no, Iowa will have the ball if they deem this to be a clean block. If they don't, you just continue where you're at with 106 to go and a two-point Illinois lead. I mean, you're either up by four and Iowa gets another crack at it or you're up by two and it's your ball. I don't think either scenario is horrible. No, I would rather, I, I mean, I would rather them have to earn this two points again. And uh, you're right. Yeah, until they either, make it three. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, but you know what? I'd rather take the two points off the board and okay. uh, and just play your half-court defense. So uh, you are basically where we're at, Trevor, correct? I mean, you are not very far ahead. Yeah, I don't know why. I haven't paused it at all tonight. Your fire stick must just be uh, oh, zooming. It's an insane game tonight. It wasn't earlier, and that... that mm. If there's one thing that really gets under my skin, it's when technology... First world problems, I know, but when technology isn't operating at its maximum efficiency is when I get angry. Uh, okay, so the official review is continuing, and... Uh, I think the reason it probably is, guys, is they're figuring out, okay, that was a clean block. How much time is left? Who gets the ball? And now they're going to go to both coaches and tell them what the deal is. And uh, I don't have closed captioning on. Not yet. They're still looking. Of course they are. They've done the thing where, and I've never understood this, two of the officials huddle, right? They can't come to a determination. The guy who's just standing five feet behind them, they go, how about you come over here? And one of them swaps out. And the third official now spends two minutes looking at it. Why don't they all three just look at it? I wonder if they got a something from FS1 saying, guys, it's 9.54. We really got to stretch this out until 10. And sure enough, it is 9.57 as we wait for the biggest call of the game. I mean, it is. Every point matters here this late. And if you can take two off the board, you take it. It wouldn't be a Big Ten game if we didn't have some sort of 10 to 15 minute official delay. Oh, I know. Hey, you know what I do like, though? And this goes for both teams, but you enter this last minute fully rested. You know, I mean, it, this is a nice long break and you just kind of call it even at this point and there's not going to be any, uh, no need to bring in Adam Miller or DeMonte or Coleman Hawkins. No, this is, these are the five you get to run with. I know that goes both ways, but that's fine. I'm trying to find silver linings in what is another way too long review. Okay, so now they're explaining it to the coaches, but I have my TV on mute and they have a mask on, so I've got no idea what the determination is. God. Underwood seems more accepting than Fran, but Fran's always got that look on his face, so it's hard to know for sure. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I agree. 
I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not really, uh, okay, so Derek just tweeted out, Fran is mad, should tell you the call. Uh, we have now spent okay, so about they, so five minutes. they took minutes. the two points off the board. There's going to be 20 seconds on the shot clock for Iowa. It's 76-72 okay. with 106 to go. All right, cool. That's, I think, the best outcome. I mean, the best outcome would be Illinois somehow gets the ball, but that wasn't going to happen. So uh, we have a crucial possession, and I, I will take points off the board no matter how you have to. And that was a clean block by Kofi. So the right call, even if it took seven, eight, eight minutes, whatever it did. All right, well, here are the uh, five for Illinois. It is Curbelo, Io, Kofi, Trent, and Grandison. And the five for Iowa includes Nunji. How about that? They're going big. Nunji, Garza, um, Keegan Murray. What? No, I'm sorry. Who's this 11 guy up top? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so here we go. Iowa with the ball. I love what I heard from Trevor. The take to the rim? No. Kicking it back out to the perimeter. And this is Kofi getting a hand in there, and Illinois gets the steal. That's going to be Grandison's steal, but Kofi really the one to disrupt it. 50 seconds to go, and Iowa is going to have to make a decision. Do they foul? I think they will soon. 20 on the shot clock. Are they going to let this thing go down? This is Curbelo, and they are not fouling yet with 40 seconds to go. Coming down to 10 on the shot clock. Curbelo taking it to the rim, and he has to kick it back. No, he passes. What happened? He traveled. traveled. Oh, my goodness. This is why Underwood needs to call a timeout when it gets disjointed like that. You have two. Oh, I mean, Andre, Io needs to have the ball in his hands there. Right. I, mean, I love Andre, but. Oh, my. Why do you get cute there? I mean, listen, I, we, we love Andre, but that can happen. And you need to go with the sure-handed junior All-American. All right, Garza. Over to Weisskamp. The three is no good. And Illinois gets the rebound, and they get fouled. And Trent will go to the line with 23.2, 76 to 72. We'll take it. That's probably the best person for them also. Knock on wood. Yeah, well, he made his two earlier. So we have 23.2 to go. That's the eighth foul on Iowa. So we're still a couple away from double bonus. All right. Yeah, good point. Yeah, sorry for all the uh, podcast listeners. Sorry for all the dead air. Uh, but that's what happens when you got an eight-minute review and you're trying to collect your thoughts as to, oh, my God, just finish the game. Just finish it. Here's Trent. First free throw. Up and good. That's huge. 77-72. 23.2 to go. Trent. Didn't go ahead. 92 free throw percentage last year or something crazy. Super high, yeah. yeah. Here's his fourth free throw of the night. <laughs> it is up. It is good. Six-point Illinois lead, 23.2. Timeout, Illinois. That's yes. right. Set up the defense. And I will say, for ooh, I can taste it. as Iowa's made threes have been, they've missed two in a row now that would have either tied or gotten them to within one. And, it, you know, that, that right there, it's so simple to say, well, if Iowa doesn't make all their shots, you're going to win. But they are that kind of team where it is, it's no fun to play them when they're making and it's uh, they're they're very beatable when the only guy making shots tonight, if you think about it, from three was Weiskamp. I know McCaffrey had right. one or two in the first half, uh, but Weiskamp's the only other guy I think that made a three for him tonight. Did Bo- Bohanna made yeah. one? Bohanna made one. Trent has twenty four. So if I they're was, if, I was just go ahead yeah. for. For us, you know, being upset in the first half with McCaffrey and everything, there's probably an Iowa fan out there that's like, of course, Trent Fraser with 24 points. 
Yeah, that's a good point, actually. <laughs> yeah, you know, you think about it because we get so caught up in the opponents that we play, and oh, of course, Fran McCaffrey's kid. And listen, Trent is a better college basketball player than Connor McCaffrey. I'm not comparing those two, but there is this thing that when you play certain teams, you always figure the unsung hero is going to go off. But what I love about this, and just finish this game off, I want the story to be Trent. Io was the story in the first half. Io's been terrific. But I want the story to be Trent Frazier, the senior, and him catapulting Illinois to a great second half to the year. And you really only need that third scoring option. If Trent can become that, this team is entirely different. 7 nothing scoring run for Illinois in the last two minutes. This is Iowa's ball. Six-point Illinois lead. This is Bohannon over to... Uh, God, I don't like the sound of that. This is Bohannon with a long three. Of course, it's going to go in. 11.6 to go in a timeout for Iowa. Okay. Well, they weren't going to go down easy. We knew that. Now, what happened there was um, Trent and Kofi switched. Trent was stuck on Luca and Kofi on Bohannon. And that's just, it's not what you want. No, no. And at the end of the day, you still had, I mean, listen, that's a 27-foot freaking three-pointer. What, what as good of a shooter as he is, I'll let he's him take He's the one that makes those circus shots. He does. And he's, is, he's been there for five years, correct? He is a senior. Yep. Please tell me he's a senior. Yep, he's a fifth-year senior. Some people thought he was going to grad transfer because he sat out almost all of last year with an injury, but obviously Iowa was so good last year that he decided to come back. All right, so 11.6 or 11.2 to go, one of the two, 11 seconds, and Illinois needs to get the ball to Trent or Io. That's it, right? Get the ball to Trent Io or Io? looks like he's going to inbound the ball, so it might be one of those things where, nope, now they're going to throw it to Andre who's going to inbound it. One ah, of those little okay. tricky things. You know what it's like is that chess move where you can switch the king uh, and the rook. Oh, crap. Hmm. Okay, the inbound here. This is Curbelo, and he stepped on the line. It'll be Iowa ball. Is that correct? Yeah. They called five seconds. It will be Iowa ball with 11.6 to go, so you got to get a stop. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. Two, three... He gave you like seven seconds, too. Okay. I mean, the, the way that official counts, I'm watching the replay. I mean, that was like seven seconds. All right. Well, just like last year, boys. <laughs> Why? Well, and couldn't that's just... really the error. The error with that, um, you know, one guy starts with the inbound, right? And then he passes it off to somebody else for the inbound. Problem is that wastes time. Like Io had to fake like he was inbounding for one second. Yeah. Then hand it to Andre. So at that point, your count is already at like two out of five. And with Iowa setting up that pressure defense where it's going to be hard to get the ball in at all, I mean, you're lucky to get the five seconds with just one guy trying to get a look for an inbounds pass. When you've got two different guys that now have to suddenly read what Iowa's defense is doing, it just makes it that much trickier to get it in in five seconds. All right, so we have a 78-77 to 77 lead. And uh, what is going to go on here? So, I mean, you got to make a stop. Now it's just another ridiculous three away from being tied. All right. Do you Good want me Lord. to say or not? Uh, no. Nah, okay. don't. We'll play this out live. <sighs> I think my score app is incorrect, unless something crazy happens very quickly for Iowa. I hope. I mean, it's it hasn't even happened for me yet. Okay, okay. Well, 
Here we go, 75 or 78-75, Illinois with the lead, Iowa with the ball. And we'll see if Iowa goes for – they could go for a quick two because a single bonus for Illinois. Uh, but you got three-point sure. shooters galore. So here's the inbound. This is Garza. Garza's going to find Bohannon. Trent goes over the top of the screen. The three-pointer's up. It is no good. Kofi gets the board. He will oh, get crap. fouled, and he just needs to make one, guys. God dang it. I Why know. Again? I know. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Has Isaac sank into silence? Isaac, you there, buddy? We lost Isaac. Oh, man. Did we? Let's get you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. We have Kofi going to the line. Five seconds to go. I understand that these live reaction podcasts, uh, the dead air is um, palpable. And we got, here we go. We got Isaac back in the horn. He's in the waiting room. Isaac, I will make you a co-host. And you'll be good to go. Good Hello? Zoom. There you are. All right. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, Did you throw your again, phone? I, was let, I, was, I, I had too many apps open on my phone, I think, and my phone kind of just crashed. But it's probably good that my mic wasn't on for those last 30, 45 seconds. All right. Well, here's, here's Kofi from the line. It is one and oh. one. Iowa has no timeouts. It Let's is up. Go. It is no good. But Kofi gets his own board. He gets that fouled with 2.7 to go. That was the softest seven-foot offensive rebound. Of wow, Kofi. And now, <laughs> is it double bonus time yet, or are we doing the one-and-one one again? I think it is now. now. Right back to- I think it's still one-and-one. One. Is it their ninth foul? Oh, can it be their tenth? I need the I score thing. Double bonus. It is double? double bonus. It is. Oh, yeah. thank God. Just one, Kofi. Just one, baby. Okay, two point seven to go. All right, now no, no reactions, no reactions, uh, Trevor. I know you're ahead of us here. Two point seven. Kofi dribbles. Free throws up. It is good. Two point seven to go. Four point Illinois lead. Oh man, just don't touch them. That's it. Clear out. Don't touch anybody. That's it. That's the game plan. Unless he makes this one too. It is up and good. Five-point Illinois lead, 2.7 to go. And the final shot is going to be heaved up here from Bohannon. Will he Let's cover? Go. He doesn't cover. Illinois wins 80-75 to 75 and an absolutely must win. Let's call it what it is. And yeah. a great performance from Io DeSumo, Trent Frazier, Jacob Grandison. Crabello had his moments. Kofi stepped up in the second half. That's a monster win, boys. Trevor? I think that can change the course of the season. And I don't want to be hyperbolic, but I really think it can. Absolutely. I mean, the, the one thing we were saying this whole time amongst the frustrations was, if nothing else, you've got the opportunities laid out in front of you. This might this was your biggest one to date. You're coming up. But now you're tied for second place with Wisconsin, and you're getting Wisconsin in seven days. So this is massive. That's just that's a huge win. I can't overstate how big of a win that is. Isaac, this raises the floor. And we talked earlier about how, you know, even if this team doesn't win a Big Ten title, you still want a top four seed in the tournament. You need signature wins. You got a signature win because, listen, Iowa's not going anywhere. And that win you can put in your back pocket and know that, yes, we can on any given night compete with a top ten team. Yeah, that's the most satisfying win of the season by far, not just because it's Iowa, but because you beat a top 10 team at home. Um, and you, I, I kind of like this feeling, you know, instead of being on top 
and being the team that thinks they've done a lot but hasn't. I kind of like feeling like the team that we did last year where we were top 25 but not on top. And every game it felt like we were the ones looking to take out the top dog. Um, and this team just seems to play better with that chip on their shoulder. Like when people are sleeping on them, they play a lot better. And yeah, like you guys were just saying, thankfully in the big 10, you get plenty of opportunities night in and night out. So you can easily, I think you, so you've negated the Maryland loss. Now you, it's your time to, uh, step up and winning at Indiana would be huge. That's going to be a big game. We'll be back Tuesday night. If you guys are down for it, that's going to be a later tip-off. It got moved from 6 to 8. And uh, that's going to be tough. There's no doubt. But I will say, Trevor, that I've always been a proponent of the hangover effect as a narrative. And that doesn't happen as much when you win the big game. You lose tonight in some sort of dramatic fashion. I would have been that much more worried for Tuesday. I actually think you get Saturday, Sunday, Monday off. It's the perfect amount of time to uh, get over this win in the way that you need to, but also understand that, wait a second, we actually are in the driver's seat of this thing. And if you take care of business, it gets interesting again. You took the words right out of my mouth. I think three days is the perfect amount of time. I think there, there's few better feelings, I feel like, than a college basketball team that just feels like they're about to get on a roll. And, and, and you felt that with this team, honestly, for a few years now, even, and you'll laugh, but even, even in the year with the record losses in a season when they went 10 and 15, I mean, you had that stretch where for six games, you beat Ohio State on the road and you won like four in a row, five in a row. And there's just something about that feeling. Uh, it just I don't want to say you feel unbeatable because obviously you can lose. But it's just a supreme feeling of, uh, to steal Obi-Wan's line, having the high ground. It just feels yeah. like now you have the high ground for your next few games, regardless of context. You know what it reminds me of, actually, Trevor, is back in 2013, Illinois got that win against Indiana at home. And for me, yeah. as, as, much, yeah. as much fun as that was, do you remember the next game? Minnesota. At Minnesota. And Huge they, win. And they just took care of business. And that was a pretty decent Minnesota team. I don't know if they were NCAA no, tournament. Oh, that was a really good Minnesota. I mean, they had, they That's had, right. Uh, Mbakwe, and I think they went to the second round, and then Tubby Smith got fired. That's right. Yep. So you went up there, and you had to follow it up, because for me, I wasn't on board yet. I was really excited about that win, but there's something about, similar to, and not to bring Lovey Smith into a conversation on a great night, but when you beat Purdue last year after beating Wisconsin, that was almost as fun because it felt validating. I think, Isaac, if you can go into Bloomington on Tuesday night, and get the job done any way, shape, or form. And and as I said here, Isaac, I think they will. I think there is something to the fact that Trevor's talking about a team on the up and a team that's putting it together. I feel pretty damn confident, and I know I'm a creature of the moment, but uh, it seems like maybe this is the kind of game that can springboard this Illinois team into something good. Oh, I agree. And we've, we've played pretty well against Indiana the past few years, so um, I'm feeling pretty good about going going down into Bloomington, but I know I don't know why, but this team, it seems like every time we text each other before the games or whatever, we say, you know, don't feel too good about this one, feel better about this one. This team, it's almost like their mental headspace is similar to us as fans. Like they they ride these highs, they ride these highs and they stay low on these lows, just like we do as a fan base. So I think that's a huge win. Hopefully it wasn't just you were playing better because you hate Iowa. Hopefully you play like that on Tuesday night. And yes, springboard, you had that four game losing streak last year. And then you are, yeah, you got killed by Michigan state. 
won seven in a row, then lost four in a row. So let's hope for something like that. Guys, uh, let's end it here and do me a favor because normally we do the whole title of the podcast thing on the podcast and I figure we can save our listeners the headache of listening to that conversation. Can we do a little text thread, figure out what we're going to call this podcast? We could go a Trent Frazier direction. We could go Io for how good he was in the first half. We can go with the rivalry. Uh, I don't know, but uh, let's brainstorm via text and see what we can name this thing because this is going to be one of those podcasts I think that people will be eager, eager to listen to. I love it. Sounds like a plan. All right, we'll Let's be back it. late on Tuesday night. So I say late. I sound like an old man. Trust me. Get I, your I, won't, I won't make any of those jokes. I won't do it. I won't do it. But uh, we'll be here for the second half of the Indiana game. And uh, in the meantime, guys, this will make your whole weekend better. I know it's going to make my weekend better. And to wake up Saturday morning after you beat Iowa in the fashion that you did, that is why we love sports. It truly can elevate one's mood and hey, go have a celebratory beverage. That's what I'm about to do. Suck it, Fran. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say it's pretty nice seeing McCaffrey and his two little boys uh walk off the court crying. Yeah, Fran sucks. The McCaff but did I tell you guys that I saw Fran McCaffrey as I was getting oh, breakfast yeah. after a Dave show in Indy? And somebody didn't believe you, right? Yeah, someone was like, no, nah, no, nah, he was uh, up in Rockford. I'm like, no, literally, he was he was there. I saw Fran McCaffrey. Why would I lie about that? I'm getting my oatmeal and, you know, feeling a little bit bleary-eyed after the first of two Dave Matthews Band shows. And there's Fran McCaffrey in his black Iowa Hawkeyes jumpsuit. And he's tall. I think he's like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, he's a big guy. And uh, my dad and I sit down for breakfast and we're just a little bit, in a, in a way, starstruck. You know, but we we never could have predicted. This is the summer of 2019. Never could have predicted how this rivalry would take off in the way it, that it did and the way that it has. And here's the great news, guys. Since this rivalry has officially been reignited last year, you're two and one. Isaac, did I just hear a snap of a beer can? No, I was muted. So oh. that must have been Trevor's beer. Nope, not me. Wow, it sounded like a beer can. Maybe Lon Tay's on the line. Lon, no, Lon's not there. <laughs> Guys, uh, have He's a, too busy celebrating the Arenado trade now. That, hey, why not? That's a good night for Cardinal slash Illini fans. Guys, take care. We'll talk to you on Tuesday and enjoy this win for the rest of the weekend. Hey, see you boys Tuesday. See ya. Go check my GameStop stock. Hey, enjoy, <laughs> man. You had a pretty good week with that. All right, Trevor Valise and Isaac Ambrose helping out here in the 200 level, and we'll be back with them on Tuesday night. We'll do a podcast somewhere between now and then, and boy, doesn't that feel good. You know, it's uh, a rivalry that I can recall back in 1993 being at the Andy Kaufman game. And at that age, you don't quite understand the whole context as to why Illinois and Iowa hate each other. They hated each other before the Deion Thomas thing, but the vitriol in the building that night and the air being sucked out of it when it went off Dion's shoulder and Iowa took a lead. And then the elation when Andy hit that shot. And that kind of paints your picture from a young age as to why this rivalry is as big as it is. And last year, the full circle nature of this is how last March, my dad and I are at the State Farm Center for what was one of the best environments I've been in over there. It felt like we had arrived again, even without a Big Ten title. It felt like this is what Illinois basketball is about. And this is what an Illinois-Iowa game should be about. We weren't in the stands tonight. Wish we could have been. But it is so nice to feel as an Illini fan and knowing that every other Illini fan feels this tonight, that you got the marquee win that you needed to against your most hated rival. Sorry, Missouri. We play you once a year, but Iowa, that is the rival. 
it's so much fun to win rivalry games and one that you can keep in your back pocket and will help you out so much when it comes to Selection Sunday. And here's the best news of all. This game in a vacuum, huge deal for the Illinois team. But what it could mean going forward, and we talked about this on Wednesday's, or sorry, Thursday's podcast. It was just yesterday. feels like it's been longer than that because we had to wait all day for this game. And how this could really springboard you into a great second half of the year. We got the big one against Iowa. And now you get three days off before you have to go to Indiana for a game that I think is much more winnable given the circumstances. And then Wisconsin at home. And boy, I would love this team to set themselves up where they can go into Michigan with a hell of a lot to play for on, I think, Thursday, February, uh, what would that be? February 11th, something like that. But the first game that Michigan would come back from their extended break. So I would love to think that this is the beginning of all the pieces coming into place. Io, fantastic. Trent Frazier, phenomenal game and could not be happier for someone that has been through thick and thin with this program, having the game of his life when it mattered most. Kofi, big second half, the offensive rebound after missing that free throw. And then he makes both of those in the double bonus to ice the game. Jacob Grandison really coming into his role and someone that does what DeMonte does, but has the length to defend the four and the opposing team makes so many things uh, possible when it comes to your rotation. Andre Curbelo, I know he had some turnovers that shook your head, but you know what? He was in there for the crucial minutes and had some big plays for Illinois. So that's the guy that you want at the end of the game. And that makes someone like an Adam Miller a bonus. That makes someone like Georgie a bonus. I feel like you're starting to get a little more comfortable with the givens on this team. And I hope that going forward, we can continue to count on Io, Kofi, Trent as a senior, his last hurrah, Jacob Grandison in that starting lineup, and then everything else around them can kind of fill that role, fill that niche that they need to. But have a great weekend, everybody. This is the kind of win that just carries over for another 48, 72 hours. It's going to carry over until Tuesday night. And, you know, you lose Tuesday night, we'd be right back to that feeling of disappointment. But this puts you on a trajectory to be a top four seed in the NCAA tournament. And it reaffirms in the eyes of Illini fans, but also, I think, national basketball riders and national basketball fans that were maybe doubting where this Illinois team was going. You got the win tonight. I know CJ Frederick wasn't there for Iowa, but that's still a really good Iowa team even without him. And you made them look at times pedestrian, even though we know for a fact that Iowa is a legit top 10 team. This is a high quality win against your heated rival. It doesn't get better than this. Enjoy it. Uh, Before I beat a dead horse because I could I could just sit here and soak in this for a while. Got to remind you, the 200 level is brought to you by DP Doe online at dpdoe.com for all the best deals and prices. Use coupon code Mike for $5 calzones. Have a celebratory calzone. Save yourself some money with coupon code Mike. They deliver it anywhere in Champaign-Urbana. So if you are a few whiskeys deep, no worries. They will bring a piping hot calzone to your door at dpdoe.com. Fourth and Kirby online at fourthandkirby.com. Use coupon code 200 level for 10% off your order. Vintage inspired Illini apparel at fourthandkirby.com and State Farm agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. Life auto home business renters, you name it, they got you covered and great personalized service to boot. That is Brian Hansen, your State Farm agent at Brian Hansen. <laughs> Brian Hansen is my guy. No, it's just Brian is my guy. I think when I get frazzled like that, it is time for me to sign off. So thank you all for listening. That was fun. I'll see you before Tuesday night. We'll do a solo pod. In the meantime, stay healthy, stay safe. By the way, this is Decadence out of your head from our latest album, Fever Dreams, that you're listening to. Available anywhere that you get your music. 
and uh, we'll see you soon. Sleep well, Illini fans. It is the 200 level. Yeah.